Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Is it time for Gwinnett Business Radio? It's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. It's also time for baseball That's season. That's what I was Mike. told. <laughs> You're ready for some baseball. Opening night tonight, Braves and Red Sox tomorrow. I can't wait. It is Mike. It is Steven. It is Gwinnett Business Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio here in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. And we are here to talk business like we do every Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. Amen, brother. And we've got some business leaders here in the studio. Paul O is joining us from the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. And Dean Collins is here. He's the founder and president of Axis Companies, and we are ready to talk with both of them. Let's get going. What are we going to talk about, Mike? We're going to talk about the chamber, and there's, this is not happenstance that you guys, Paul and Dean, are here together. There's actually a relationship. Before we go into that, uh, Paul, give us the view from 10,000 feet what the Gwinnett Chamber is all about and what you do, because when people think about the Gwinnett Chamber, they think, okay, businesses join, we all get to network and know each other. That's the purpose of a chamber. But there's a lot more that the chamber does a lot of folks are not aware of. So talk about your role and what the chamber is doing that folks are not really aware of. Sure. And I'll, I'll start by saying the chamber recently uh, changed our mission statement, and it's really easy. Anyone can remember it. It's the, the mission of the Gwinnett Chamber is a champion business. That's it. Um, the previous mission statement was probably a couple sentences, um, and, and even our vision statement was pretty long, and so we revamped that to make it, make it more uh, easy, or easier to remember. That's a great 10,000-foot um, view. I like that. But champion, champion business, business means anything from uh, providing resources for businesses to grow and expand uh, we want to bring jobs and, and create jobs in Gwinnett. Uh, we want companies to expand in Gwinnett. Like you mentioned, Mike, earlier, we want um, to provide uh, resources in terms of networking, uh, leads, uh, provide events and sponsorships so that people, get, uh, business get in exposure, um, all of the above. But you're the manager of public policy and community affairs. So what are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Right. Uh, so they hire me as manager of community public policy and community affairs in February, um, before my hiring, the chamber really didn't get involved in uh, public policy uh, efforts uh, more directly uh, through the chamber for several years now. And so um, once Nick became president and CEO, he wanted to uh, get back into uh, public policy and advocacy. And so um, he asked me to come on board. Um, and so what that looks like is a lot more um, relationship building with our elected officials at the state level, at the county level, even federal level, um, even our municipalities. Um, so I'll be working directly with them, letting them know and sharing them information about uh, what the business community thinks and feels, um, what helps them, what hurts them, um, all, all of that. And uh, Dean Collins, you are here uh, as well this morning, and, and you are with uh, Axis Companies real quickly. Uh, for those who haven't heard you already on Business Radio X. You've been on a couple shows before. Tell everybody about Axis Companies and what you guys do. Yeah, so Axis Companies is actually two companies. It's a architecture and engineering firm, and we also have a development company. So we uh, predominantly do a lot of work in retail and commercial uh, businesses, uh, but recently expanded. We have a contract with Marta now, so we're actually uh, rehabbing uh, stations for Marta and uh, kind of venturing off into some other transportation work. And actually, I'm excited to say in September, We'll be opening up our second office in Tequila in Gwinnett County. Nice. Now, the reason you're here this morning uh, is to not just talk about your company, but you also uh, are very integral and, and very intertwined in what the Chamber is doing. Talk a little bit about what you've been able to do and, and what your role is uh, with the Chamber. 
Okay, so uh, as part of the Public Policy Advisory Council, which was formed a number of years ago, uh, it basically is the liaison to the um, to the chamber to the chamber and its members. So I am a, so I sit on the um, the senior leadership board, and I am actually the liaison to public policy for the chamber. Uh, you know, in the past, it was more of a, a passive approach. We worked through the regional business coalition, uh, used them as a kind of our gateway to the capital uh, to, to understand more what was going on in, in specific issues that really required our level, the chamber, to vote or to you know to voice an opinion or have no opinion. When Nick came on board, he wanted to uh, give the uh, public policy group a lot more teeth, uh, give it a lot more exposure, really uh, provide you know an advocate, advocacy, but also more of an informational uh, approach to the to the members of the chamber by getting a lot of information out there so that they're uh, well informed and understand what's going on. So that's kind of when Paul came in to us. So now we have somebody that's you know kind of heading this thing, spearheading this thing, uh, moving forward. So, Paul, you're an advocate for the chamber and the businesses that the chamber represents. Can, can you give us some examples of, of some policies that would be in the best interest of the chamber and the businesses that the chamber is representing that you're perhaps working on? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll give you an example of a recent success story that I can share that the chamber uh, was involved in. Um, you guys probably aware of the hate crimes legislation that passed uh, recently uh, in, in this past session. Governor Kemp signed into law. Um, the chamber was able to come out in support of that. Um, reason why that's important for business communities because um, creating an environment when when we want to share with um, our members and the business community that Georgia is the number one place to do business, Gwinnett is a great place to do business. Uh, it, it matters that um, there's that we we send a message that there's no place for hate in in our communities, and so Gwinnett being the most diverse. Um, county in the southeast U.S. Um, it's important to, to attract businesses to come and want to expand and grow here. I want to ask a question. I hope I, I, I don't re uh, regret asking this question. We're using the word advocate. What's the difference, Paul, between an advocate and, and some people may say a lobbyist? Sure. Is there a difference um, in, in that role? Um, advocate is more in support of something um, or, or a cause. Um, and lobbyist really is, uh, or lobbying is, is more more of the the, the way you advocate. Um, and, and so we want to we want to use. So I'm not really a registered lobbyist with the chamber, but a lot of the work I do could fall under the category of lobbying um, uh, when it comes to reaching out to our elected officials and asking them, would you consider please supporting or urging support in passage or uh, to vote no against certain legislations. And, and so to kind of jump on that and then ask it a, a different question a different way, you know, the term lobbyist came because you think back to days in Congress, there were people who would literally stand in the lobby and they would try to catch politicians as they're walking in or walking out and kind of get their ear as they're going from place to place. That's the that's where the term comes mm -hmm. from. So I was going to ask you, when it comes to being an advocate, what are some of the exact things that you do? I'm sure there are emails. I'm sure there are calls. I'm sure uh, even, uh, you know, as we go through the COVID crisis, there will be some face-to-faces. So is it all conversation? Is there, is there some supporting where you're adding documentation to, to support what you're advocating for? Talk about some of the very specific things that, that you are called to do uh, as an advocate. 
Sure. Um, and a lot of that comes down to even, even doing some of the research on a lot of the issue areas, finding out why certain legislation is important. Why should we even bother um, speaking out for or against a certain cause? Um, and that's where I come in. A lot of our uh, public policy advisory council members are business owners themselves. They've got their, their day job, and, and so they don't have the time to find out the details on, on, on X, Y, and Z. And so that's where I come in doing the research, providing that information, and, and, and kind of uh, being the hands and feet of the Public Policy Advisor Council, our, our chamber, and our board of directors. Dean, I want to throw it back to you for just a second because you've um, been involved in this with the chamber for a, uh, for a little while now. And, and there's this pretty significant shift, including having someone uh, on the staff uh, in, in Paul to do some of these things. What are you seeing as some of the changes uh, in, in the chamber's activities or the chamber's um, advocacy as a whole? You know, is there a difference you've seen from, and you said in, in one of your first answers about how you, you guys went through, your efforts were more through the regional commission, I think you said, forgive me if I said it wrong, but, but kind of talk about the changes you're already beginning to see and, and what you're excited about as someone who's kind of been around this for a little while. Well, yeah, now we have a we have a person that we can lean on directly right in the chamber itself. So uh, Paul was exactly right. You know, as a business owner myself and as many of the people on in the chamber being business members, we're not tracking every piece of legislation that goes through the Gold Dome every year. And it can have a significant impact on us, you know, regionally. So Paul, um, in his infinite wisdom every day, wakes up every morning and reads that side of the paper and stays very connected with the folks that uh, he knows downtown and, 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 and in other chambers that have the same position that he does. And, you know, there'll be legislation like uh, he'll send me an email and say House Bill 425. I just made that up. I don't even know if it really exists. But, hey, House Bill 425 says this. What do you think about this? Or he actually sent me one the other day is, hey, what do you think about this House Bill 675? So, you know, I don't really know a lot, but can you give me some information? And before I'd have to go research myself. Paul already has. He's already done the research. He knows what it's about. He has some contacts. I have contacts. We'll we'll uh, collaborate on it. You know, I may have a friend who's down there who is a lobbyist. Say, hey, what do you know about this bill? And she say she'll say, oh, you know, that bill's not going anywhere. It's never going to get off the floor. Or this one's got some real meat. We better take a look at it a lot harder. So then Paul will do a lot more research. He'll talk to a lot more people, and then he'll bring it up to the public policy. I can't say the word. We call it PPAC, Public Policy Advisory Committee yeah. Council, and which. Uh, <laughs> the public policy group yep. and uh you know then we'll he'll actually bring it to us and either we'll have a meeting or we'll you know not in person anymore through zoom and we'll discuss it and whether or not we want to take a position on it or not if we do then we paul actually drafts up that that uh, memo for the position takes it to gets us to review it and agree to it takes it to nick messino the ceo and then you know if it if it flies then he'll bring it actually to the board for the board to vote because we actually can't do anything unless the board as a whole votes on whether or not we want to move forward with a, with a position on a, on a House bill or a Senate bill or so forth. We've talked about how your position, Paul, is, is, is fairly new with the Gwinnett Chamber. This is something that Nick Messino wanted to bring on uh, when he became CEO, President of the Chamber, and I think we'll all agree that Nick is a very sharp guy. Is this done with any other chambers? Do we know other chambers that have this position? Uh, specifically for public policy and community affairs, I'm not sure, but absolutely public policy and maybe other words for that is government affairs, policy advisor, stuff like that um, uh, from other, other, other local chambers. Um, I'm, with, I'm also in a group with um, other chambers throughout the nation, 
um, on, and also with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce uh, being con- in con- constant contact with the, those folks, yeah. helping guide me on what's what's uh, important to be aware about. Well, and that's one of the reasons why the Gwinnett Chamber consistently is in the top five, top three, whatever it is, year to year. They're they're one of the, the top country. chambers in the country. Yeah. Um, Paul, I'm going to let you. Uh, you gave a great segue in your answer, so I'm going to jump on that segue and and ask you. Um, you mentioned community affairs. So all the things we've been talking about so far has been about uh, public policy. Kind of let's let's shift and uh, go into community affairs. W- what is that uh, part of your job description, and, and what are you trying to do for the chamber in championing business? Sure. Um, yeah, when you think about community affairs, you don't really think about uh, chambers of commerce. Um, but uh, going back to what I said about the diversity in Gwinnett County, um, we've got... Uh, um, more um, first-generation families in this district than any other district in the southeast U.S. Um, and when, we, when we're proud of that, we all also want to show it and reflect it um, in, in our efforts and in our, in our initiatives. And so how do we get more plugged into our international communities here in Gwinnett County? And that's the other part of my job is being an outreach arm to the diversity in our county reaching out to the Korean community, the Vietnamese community, the Hispanic community, and bringing them in. And, and how that ties to business, one example I've given that I'm currently working on, I've been spending the past several months um, since um, joining the chamber, reaching out to all our bilateral chambers uh, in the metro Atlanta area. We met with the Korean chamber, uh, the Chinese Business Association, um, the Hispanic chamber, um, the Japanese chamber, um, the Vietnamese chamber, um, I'm, I'm working with them and talking with them um, and just building dialogue and building that relationship initially. Um, if, if there wasn't a relationship that exists in the past, then we want to start that. Um, and if there was an existing relationship, then we want to continue to build upon that. How do we connect um, their members with our members and vice versa, create those networking opportunities, create those uh, leads uh, for each other? I'm very curious, how did you find the chamber or how did the chamber find you? I'd like to know more about your past and, and what brought you to where you are today. Yeah, it's it's very fortunate for me. I, I'm very blessed to be here um, before I studied international affairs at Georgia Tech. Um, how, how many Georgia Tech grads are at this table right now? At least two. At least two? Okay. I thought, right. I thought Dean might be one, too. <laughs> I want to make sure I wasn't outnumbered. And the reason bad. you thought that is because Dean is a very bright man who runs a very smart business, right? Paul, continue the answer, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, and, you know, after graduation, I was, I was job searching, and I, I found a small stint uh, with the Georgia Chamber down in Atlanta, um, but worked on their economic development department. Um, and then after that, I found an opportunity with Congressman Rob Woodall's office. He's the U.S. Congressman that represents uh, District 7 in Georgia, which covers most of Gwinnett County and parts of Forsyth County. Um, but I worked in his district office as a constituent service rep um, and a field rep, um, so I would help constituents with uh, grappling, uh, constituents grappling with red tape in, in, in the federal government, whether it's trying to get your tax return, uh, filing for a green card, um, having your uh, relatives overseas come and visit on a visitor's visa, you know, anything that has to do with the federal issue, that's, that, that was my job to help our constituents um, navigate through uh, the red tape in, in federal government. Um, and also uh, be uh, a field rep for Congressman Rob Woodall. So when he's in D.C. Um, working on legislation, I'm down here uh, going into the community and being uh, a representative on his behalf. And, and so through that, I actually got to know Nick Messino when he was uh, Vice President of Partnership Gwinnett um, and, and um, or, 
or Vice President of Economic Development and Partnership Winnet. And, and throughout those years, we would bump into each other a lot. And once um, he became CEO, um, because of that relationship, he's asked me to come on board and, and, and serve with him uh, through the chamber. Mike, I love, we've, we've done so many of these interviews and, and there are times where the path they take, you know, it's, it's, wow, how'd you end up there? And I don't even know. And this thing. Ha so here's someone who studied international affairs and public policy at Georgia Tech, was involved in politics with a local politic, with a national politician, was involved with chambers before. You, you, you kind of set the table for all this and kind of walked into a very uh, unique situation for yourself by the way uh dean i don't i don't want to be remiss uh would you like to give a quick shout out to any alma mater you would like uh sure i graduated from rensselaer polytechnic institute and i'm sure it's not a school that anybody's seeing this table even heard of before great football team uh, oh yeah <laughs> i love it rensselaer polytech way to go where is that that is in troy new york i love it it is a small engineering school three three thousand four thousand people uh their heyday and still is their heyday they're uh um uh, big with NASA. What's the mascot? Do they NASA. have it? Oh, they have it. You don't want to know the mascot. Okay. All right. Cool. We won't okay, go. I'll tell you. It's the engineer. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. Now that is a true engineering school. Go. Why would we call ourselves anything else? That's yeah, that's great. Very original. Um, I like that. So this question is for both of you guys. Uh, I, I, you guys will get the nice, uncomfortable uh, look in the in the studio. Do you want to answer it first, or do you want me to answer it first? So we've kind of talked about uh, the the creation uh, of all this and the next step that the chamber's taking. Uh, so what's next? What's on the horizon? What's around the corner for? Um, and, and not just the chamber. I really want to talk specifically about uh, public policy community affairs. What do you guys see on the horizon? Well, I mean, there's, there's something extremely important that's coming up, on, coming up on the bill right now. As you know, uh, our county commission just passed the uh, referendum so to put the uh, transit system on the, ba uh, transit on the vote this year in back November. Back on ballot. Back on ballot. So that's a very positive, at least in my opinion, a very positive move in the right direction and certainly is pro-business. And as the chamber, we definitely have taken the position that that is pro-business. So uh, we are probably going to be rolling out uh, an advocacy program to promote that bill as much as we can because we'd really like to see that passed. And that's a big deal for us, a big deal for our community and a huge deal for the businesses in the community. Going back to the elections, even, even, even simply on providing educational material for uh, our, our business members. And by that, I mean this being a big election year, uh, presidential election, um, the chamber's really never been involved in much of the election side of, of uh, public policy. And so what we've done uh, in the past, uh, I think in, in April and May, was provide uh, a series of candidates forums for the big races that uh, uh, surround and affect Gwinnett County. Um, U.S. District Cong or U.S. Congress District Seven, uh, County Chair, the two County Commissioner seats that are up for, uh, that are open seats, um, and so we've we've invited the candidates running for all those races to come and share, uh, share their platform, um, and it was it was um, something that the chamber's really never done before, and so we want to continue that into the general election. One thing that the chamber it sounds like what you guys are starting to do, which could be dramatically different from a typical election cycle is to remain impartial and open to providing as much information to help a public get and especially the business uh, community get informed 
however they want to get informed and then go vote with a lot of confidence. Exactly. That's a fascinating thing that I wish would happen more often of open forums, come and talk and, and let lay everything out there and let people make their choices. Oh, right. that's fascinating. So obviously the chamber as a whole will not necessarily endorse one candidate or another, but instead be a conduit to create open forums. Oh man, I'm in. I like working. Yeah. Where can I sign up to be a volunteer for that? So yeah, the chamber will pay, take no position behind any candidate, but right. certainly as Paul said, we're going to open it up to the candidates that are running to have you know a platform to do everything they want to do. So, so this is as close as I'll get to putting you on the uh, on the sharp spotlight of the of 2020 uh, set or anything like that. But so they don't necessarily take candidate positions and instead create a forum. However, you mentioned that the issue that's going to be on the ballot is for uh, public transportation to be put back on the ballot, and the chamber will come out in support of that. Um, what are can you give a, a couple of, of key uh, you know bullet points of why the chamber will uh, about a particular policy? You said it's pro business. Kind of talk a little bit about that. Why the chamber would support uh, that particular? You know, let's give you the right. chance to well, promote that. I hope the chamber will. The chamber the chamber board still has to vote <laughs> on whether or not they're going to do that. We're uh, you I said personally that I did okay. personally, but yeah. but I you know but I can tell you from in the past that the chamber has been very pro tra transit. I mean, transit is a huge economic boom. It generates a lot of business, a lot of you know, surrounding businesses. It creates a lot of jobs from a construction standpoint. It, uh, it, I mean, it actually creates a means for people to travel to job to job where they don't have that now. And you know, I think as as we continue to grow as a community, the, the days of you getting in your car to be able to run down 85 in a half hour from you know jimmy Carter. one exit yeah, yeah downtown is not going to happen anymore but certainly a transit system that you can hop on and off especially you know to get especially for a long distance but during peak periods is a huge impact for us and it gets people to work it gets people to their doctor's appointments there are so many positive things that, you, that can happen with the transit system just look at some of the bigger cities have done look at new york city look at chicago look what look what dallas has done over the last 20 years in the transit system where they had none now they have miles and miles of transit system and they've boomed and they continue to boom and we would too our guests are uh, Paul O with the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. He is the Manager of Public Policy and Community Affairs. And uh, Dean Collins, who's on the Executive Board of the uh, Committee for the uh, Chamber. Hopefully I got that right. But also the Founder and President of Access Companies uh, with a location in Alpharetta, but soon to be coming to Tecula, Georgia. And we are excited to have you come to Gwinnett County as well. I'm curious, Paul, how you get your marching orders when you you know when you're told i want you to advocate for this or not advocate for that does that come from the board does that come from uh the president and the ceo of the chamber who kind of gives you your marching orders yeah it's really uh our members um and and yeah it could it could be a board member it could be uh nick it could be dean or it could be one of our uh, public policy advisory council members can it, can it be just a member of the chamber that wants to be heard Absolutely. How, do, how does um, that and how does that process happen? How do how do they get their voice to you? Right, and so that and you know you you bring your ideas to me, um, and that's what the public policy advisory council is for. We're here to to find out what are the pros and cons uh, before we bring it to the board for a decision. Um, so, absolutely, we want our members to who are interested in public policy, or if there's a concern that they have um, and that affects their business uh, in regards to legislation locally or, or nationally, uh, yeah, come, come to us. You can talk to me. You can talk to Dean. Um, even go to Nick. Because, again, if I, if I have this right, you're actually representing the 2,000, 2,500 businesses mm -hmm. that are members of the Gwinnett Chamber. Mm -hmm. So 
Mike, that's a great segue. It's almost like you know how to run this show. So for those people who want to find out more about what you do, for those people who want to get in contact with you, Paul, how do they how do they reach out to you and also find out more about the Chamber as a whole? Sure. For the Chamber, you can uh, visit our website, GwinnettChamber.org, um, or my email is paulo at GwinnettChamber.org. Um, and, and, and O is O-H. O-H. Right. The H is silent. <laughs> right. And uh, Dean, uh, for those people who want to find out more about Axis companies uh, that need a good uh, that need a good engineer from an engineering school that call themselves engineers, and, and how do they get in touch with you guys? Uh, you can go to www.axiscompanies.com, or you can email me direct at deancollins at axiscompanies.com. And Axis is A-X-I-S. And it's A-X-I-S. Which we had a wonderful conversation off the air about how many different ways people say that word. Yes. Do you know where in Tequila you you may put your second office 381 harbins road so you do know i do <laughs> pretty specific <laughs> you know exactly yeah. where you're going i thought maybe well, we're well, scoping up this part of tequila do no, you have you a know. do you have a target date of when that's going to happen you're hoping uh, to just after labor day so like the seventh i like it at the, by the end of 2020 i like it sounds great we want to thank our guests uh, dean and paul for joining us here on gwinnett business radio and a reminder that you can catch this episode or any of our previous episodes about eight years now worth of episodes by going to businessradiox. We're getting old. Holy cow. Businessradiox.com. Select the Gwinnett Studio and click on Gwinnett Business Radio. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Gwinnett Radio X. We're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. We're all over the place. And also be sure to uh, you know enjoy these shows on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's iTunes or iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Spreaker. We're on all of them. So be sure to uh, subscribe to our show, Gwinnett Business Radio. In fact, the Gwinnett Chamber show is also on all of those platforms as well. That was well done, Mike. But one other thing, I'm going to try and top you in doing my job really well. I want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Our listeners can get big savings and enjoy their hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today, or come in and see the difference. Maybe you're already a Subaruist, then you can follow Subaru of Gwinnett's vast social media network for the latest Subaru offers, news, and community events. Well done, Stephen. I am a Subaruist. Yes, you are. And you know what's really cool? What? I just paid it off. I actually own the car now. Oh, fantastic. My car is paid for. That's awesome. Then that means that one of our listeners or one of the hosts on Gwinnett Business Radio needs to go over to Subaru of Gwinnett (laughs) and get the next great deal. Typically, by the time my car is paid off, it doesn't work (laughs) anymore. My car is still working great. Which is because of Subaru of Gwinnett. Yep. All right. Thanks to JG, our producer. Thank you to Amanda for everything she's doing behind the scenes. For Steve and I, Mike, and we'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio.